Surbiton High Mass Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the first ever episode of the Surbiton High School Maths Podcast. I'm Miss Reeves, and I'm with my co-host, Mr Gibbons. Hello, everyone out there listening in. Um, Yeah, every week we're going to be um, showering you with a range of mathematical facts, delights, oddments, and the odd challenge for you to have a think about as well. And uh, also a key feature of our podcast is going to be having a surprise guest in to talk about why they like maths and their mathematical journey up to this point, what their favourite bits of maths are and what they don't like so much about the subject because we've all got bits we don't like. And um, one thing we will be asking uh, each surprise guest is what their favourite number is and why. So in the interests of total transparency, here's mine. My favourite number is... 3,435, which anyone who's been taught by me will probably know because I've told you. And uh, the reason why it is, is if you take the number 3,435 and take the digits and do 3 to the power of 3, and then 4 to the power of 4, and do 3 to the power of 3, and 5 to the power of 5, if you add up all of those, you get 3,435, which was the original number. And we call that a narcissistic number. Any ideas why we might do that, Miss Reed? Uh, could it be because it comes back to itself? Absolutely. It's a number that ends up um, with itself when you do that. So the number, it is all about itself. It's, uh, and that's why we call it a narcissistic number. And the, uh, the next narcissistic number is 15 digits long, and I have not got a clue what that one is. Oh, but three, four, th- no, three, four, three, five is the smallest. And so, Miss Rees, I have to ask the question, what's your favourite number? Well, I have to say my favourite number is a lot less mathematical than that, actually. Uh, My favourite number is five. And the reason is that five is the temperature of a fridge. And I really enjoy my food. So, yeah, I've decided to go with the number five. But let's tell you a bit more about the podcast. So, as well as interviewing people, we're going to have a challenge every week. And we want to encourage people to email in about the challenge. So, if you've got any... If you've got an answer to the challenge, then do email Miss Reeves or Mr Gibbons with that. But also, if you've got any interesting maths questions or interesting maths facts, do email in with those as well. Absolutely. Email either of us and we'd be delighted to hear from you. And we will always get back to you as well, either on the show or by email. A parallelogram's area is its base times by its perpendicular height. It is my honour and absolute pleasure to introduce our first, our very first special guest to the uh, Surbiton High Maths podcast and uh, sat across the table from me and Miss Reeves this morning is uh, our very good friend Mr McGrath who has been at Surbiton for just over six years. So we're just going to fire a few mathematical questions at you, nothing heavy Mr McGrath. Um, But uh, one thing I want to find out from every guest is because uh, we've given our favourite numbers and we want to know yours. Do you have a favourite number? You yeah, don't have to, no pressure. Well, good morning. The, the first thing is a tricky one to think about, so I looked this up and uh, a maths blogger has pulled this for 44,000 people. <laughs> oh, wow. Most people said the number seven is their favourite number. Are you one of those 44,000 people? I, I am now. You are, so you are, you are following okay. the wisdom of the crowd, Mr McGrath. Yes. That's interesting. Uh, yeah. Apparently, if you're asked to pick a number between one and ten, you're most likely to pick seven. I, but I've heard that, and for that reason, I never do. Ah, um, okay. I, I think so I, maybe once people hear that, it doesn't yeah. become true anymore. No, 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 in, yeah. indeed. So, Mr yeah. McGrath, you, you've gone with number seven. Yes. So you're, just, you're, so you're just following, like, a sheep, the... the, uh, the <laughs> <laughs> in, this, in this case, yes. In this case, yes. Um, Half the sum of the parallel sides times the distance between them. Um, so the next thing we want to ask you about is your favourite bit of maths. 
Uh, favorite bit of maths would have to be, well, there's a few areas that are my favorite bits, but the most uh, would be mechanics. Um, mm. Resolving forces, applying it to real life situations is um, always been uh, a part that I've been passionate about and always really enjoy working with and um, gain more of an understanding with it and finding more real life examples and problems with it. Uh, another part of maths I really enjoy as well is calculus. It's always been a part that is, um, since I was in university, um, I always searched every module that there was on um, calculus and always go as far as I could with that. really enjoy doing that. Uh, so so it's just still an area that we enjoy. So all the, so for readers, or oh, readers, <laughs> sorry if anyone's reading this, but <laughs> for listeners of, uh, of, uh, of our podcast, yeah, I mean... Um, those of you in year 11 and beyond will have heard of differentiation and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah it's arguably not one of my favorite pieces of mathematics too differentiation integration and um, for those who don't know mechanics again it's from the upper end of the syllabus mechanics is uh, is about things that move and things that don't and it's something you'll see a big bit time like with, a bit like Mecha- physics mechanics, bit like physics really two yeah. fine areas of maths any maths that you don't particularly enjoy because we've all got our bits that we don't uh, enjoy the part that i do be a bit weary of and it's again it's at the upper end of the school you're thinking of mm. is uh, statistics um, okay right. the, the yeah. reason for that being is in and it might come up a little bit later is in Ireland we, we do not study too much uh, of statistics uh, even at university level mm, it's it's, mm. it's kind of kept to one side and um, it's something that's attached it's you know for better or for worse it's, it's, it's attached on to other courses as a bit of an add-on, so you'll see it in finance maths that yeah. as just like yeah. a six credits or a ten credits or something like that. Mm-hmm. Is it and it's kind of sidelined. So something you just got to do to yeah, to to, to jump yeah, hoop to jump through. And as a pure mathematician, when you're in university, you're always picking the really heavy maths courses, and it was it was always something that's kind of just left to one side, which is unfortunate because when it comes to teaching it at A level. It's always something that I do steer away from. I steer on the other side a little bit more. No, I, I know what you mean. When I was... Um, uh, e to the i pi equals minus one. No, Mr. McGrath, you're, you're very fond of informing me the time. I am older than you. And uh, when I was at... Uh, always in a very polite, respectful way, of course. And uh, when I was at school, you, uh, you didn't have the choice. You, you, sorry, you, you had to do either mechanics or statistics. And I did mechanics and I never saw a statistic at university. So I, I avoided it. I'm sure I could have done okay with it. But I avoided statistics completely. Yeah. And when I was told I had to teach it in my first school... That was a bit of a panicky summer. So, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. I know what you mean there. But I came to love it. So maybe you will too, one day. Yeah. Yeah. I, I also avoid it. Actually. <laughs> it's something I also avoid teaching as well. I, I avoided it when I was at school, actually, just because I think it was actually because I found it quite boring. But actually, it's one of the things because I think when you start do things like histograms and mm. things like that, that can be a little bit boring. But yeah. I think people say to me that more advanced statistics is more interesting. Well, yeah. I'm going to say to you that more advanced statistics <laughs> is more interesting. <laughs> because uh, I mean when I had to learn it for myself I actually when I learned it I just went away to Scandinavia and, and locked myself well, I didn't lock myself away but I uh, put I myself you were going to stay on some sort of statistics retreat no well it was a kind of statistics retreat I just I, I just um 
I just went away on my own with a, a pile of statistic textbooks and, uh, and, and learnt it myself. And the first few parts, the early parts of the statistics course, what you do in year 12, I actually did find rather dull. But then it just, as soon as you get to things like hypothesis testing, which is really out there and it's totally relevant with regards to, you know, testing new, um, new medications and, and, and vaccines, um, it, it's, it's really out there. So it's once you get to hypothesis testing, I think it became really, really interesting. So you never know, you might come to love it one day. Definitely. But I understand, I understand where you're coming yeah. from. Definitely have an interest in it, just to, yeah. is, it is, and it's the other part of it as well as you see so common in everyday use, statistics being used mm. incorrectly, yeah. very poorly, and you see it in papers, yes, and you use um, some terrible uses of statistics and misleading data. Oh um, no, absolutely. And it's people not understanding what they're talking about. Yeah. And presenting it as if the date is... Uh, you, you've hit upon a nerve of mine. I'm sure that will be something we discuss in more detail in a, a future podcast, the uh, misleading data. Indeed, you should, you should check every number you read. Indeed, you should. You mentioned in the course of, uh, of your, your answer there, Mr McGrath, about uh, studying in maths in Ireland. I know we've had uh, chats informally uh, in the past, and I, I remember your, uh, I remember thinking, oh, that's interesting, when you, so the, the, how maths is done over there. Um, I mean, just talk us briefly through the differences that exist. Yeah, it, it's, everybody uh, has to do maths to leave insert, which is um, basically, you do seven subjects rather than doing three or four subjects, like you could do at A-level here. Right. Um, so it's more like the International Bachelor's. Oh, yeah, very, very like the IB. Uh, it's yeah. very like that. Uh, you have to do, you know, your maths, you have to do English, Irish, and another foreign language, so like French or German or something like that, mm, mm. and a science subject for if you're trying to get to university, and then uh, you can pick another two subjects like you know physics or sorry like geography or technical drawing or something like that as well. Um, the the core of it is um, a little bit less detailed than what we do at A level because you're, yeah, because you're doing you're just, less subjects and yeah, more specialised. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, when you go into university, then you do do a little bit of catch up. So some of the the the, the topics. That we'd be teaching for further maths, um, uh, for the pure one or for the pure two. Sometimes those pop up at first year university in Ireland mm, because mm. they just do not go into that depth in secondary yeah, school. Yeah, understood. Uh, there is another option as well, though applied maths, which is kind of like our further maths, but it goes into food mechanics and stuff like that as well. So it oh, does, okay, it takes yes. quite a different yeah. route. It does. Yeah. So it's kind of like um, it takes a bit of a jump. I would say the the leaving cert maths. What we do is less detailed then it goes into the applied maths which is almost a jump ahead again yeah. so it kind of overlaps well it kind of overlaps and it goes a little bit further again as well did you find when you were doing sorry Mr. did you find when you were doing the um, the, the, the leaving leaving cert yeah leaving cert yeah. the leaving cert because I, I mean one of the reservations I would have not that I ever have done I've never studied it never taught it but the IB is I, I you know I knew what I wanted to study I wanted maths further maths chemistry and I actually wanted to do French but they made me do physics but I knew what broad topic areas I wanted to do and, and I would have resented having to do, you know, mention technical drawing and, and things like that. I mean, did you feel any sort of... Uh, to certain subjects... It's a strong word, but dislike. Uh, yeah, to certain subjects, yeah, yeah. You're kind of forced to do them. I think for, for myself, uh, I never had a love of languages, mm. uh, which is unfortunate. Mm. But uh, uh, the Irish language, we had to... The Irish language we had to learn all the way through school, and it's something that I always struggled with. And yeah, okay. even at even Cert, I, I felt it used to hold me back more than anything. Yeah. Um, because you're you're wasting valuable time that you could be focusing on your mm. maths and on your sciences and yeah. where where I was going to end up going in the future. So right. I kind of had an idea where I was going to end up. So right. I kind of had to back a little bit. 
I mean, if, if you weren't, because a lot of people aren't very good at maths, and if or they don't like maths very much, and with the IB you can do something called maths studies, which is a slightly easier option. Did they have that in Ireland as well? Uh, yeah, they do honours maths and they do past maths, and they used to, I don't know if they still do, they might still do it, is foundation maths as well. And uh, past maths is what the vast majority do. There's only, like, in, um, in our year group, there's 55, it's quite small, because there's 55 uh, in our year, and only five of us, um, four or five of us done... Um, honours maths at the end of the year is very very small proportion of the year group the vast majority do pass maths and then if they really really struggle they do foundation maths but everyone has to get um, their leaving cert maths to do any sort of university course Okay, interesting. It is, it is interesting because, I mean, there are stories circulating about, and I don't know how close we are to it happening, but, or indeed if it will, but um, to, to maths becoming something more compulsory beyond, beyond the age of 16. Yes. I don't, I don't think, don't worry if you're listening to this, I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's imminent, yes. but I think in 10 years' time it might be, uh, it might it be might something be that's something. on the landscape. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah no, interesting. Interesting. So after that, you went on to study geology at university, didn't you? Yeah, I done uh, undenominated science in uh, in the National University of Galway, and um, I studied um, maths, uh, physics, um, computer science, and earth and ocean science, so geology as well, and marine science. Um, so I done quite a wide variety because undenominated science is really good for if you want to do things you're interested in and just kind of get a taste. Or kind of like, mm. it's kind of like arts. If you're doing arts, you can you can mix and match a lot of different subjects. Um, as I went through the years, it was a four-year degree in Ireland as opposed to your three-year that we usually do here. Um, as you go through it, you start to specialise more and more. And all the way through, I just kept on a massive chunk of um, maths because that's what my real interest was. And that's where I knew I was probably going to end up doing some maths teaching in the future. But I also kept on uh, the geology and particularly the, 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 the hard rock side of things and, the, and, and focusing on that. So that's where I kind of ended up near the yeah. end of specialising in my degree. Right. Nice. And did you find there were many links between geology and maths? Or? Um, yeah, there is. It, on a couple of different scales, it's kind of like... Uh, the, the most common stuff is, is bearings. You're, you're finding bearings. Oh, wow. Um, because you're, you're looking at the, the, the flow of rock and you're looking at um, particles within the rock and what angle they're taking um, and what direction they've come from. You look at strikes and dips... Um, as well a lot in um, and, and focusing on, on your scales and your map drawings so that's kind of like your your your, your proper math side of it uh, another part of it I think that is that people might think of is the just being the logical mindset for it mm-hmm. so just thinking logically as to what has occurred because um, we, we'd spend a lot of time in, in, in standing in a field looking at you know an outcrop of rock and the, the professor would say to us you know who, who what's happened here and just by looking at the different layers, mm. I mm. could form uh, an idea and a plan as to exactly what has happened. Okay, so it sounds like, forgive my ignorance, but it sounds to me like some kind of carbon dating type yeah. equivalent. Yeah, there's a story within the layers of the rock and just having the mindset in which you know logically this happened first, this happened yeah. next. Um, and it's something that a lot within my class may have struggled with a bit more, but because I've done so much maths and it's just a logical mindset that we're... I know, I, I, I've often thought, I, I've often thought in the staff room actually, we, I, yeah, I wish I enjoyed teaching bearings as much as you enjoyed teaching it because you, you really do, you've got, some, you've got some really good resources on the bearings. Yeah. And I have to say, I think if you've got, a, I don't want to speak for every maths teacher in Surbiton or indeed the land, but I think if you've got most maths teachers together and say what three topics are done worst by students or least 
well understood, I think yeah. bearings would figure. Certainly, yeah. bearings yeah. is an unpopular one. Absolutely, it always yeah. has been in whichever school I've worked in. That's really interesting. That's really interesting. One question I want to ask you from the geology perspective: What's your favourite rock? Is it igneous? Is it metamorphic? Or is it sedimentary? Uh, Give sedimentary. me a reason. Sedimentary. What's your reason? So that's the crumbly one, isn't it? Yes. Okay. Um, so yeah. it's looking at because I I really enjoyed um, evolution and paleontology, and that's where you can get the, all the story as to looking at the fossils within the rock. Ah, okay. And, yeah. and I spent a lot of time um, breaking down uh, dissolving um, limestone rock and bedrock and finding fossils like conodonts oh, and other, right. other and dating and aging those and finding like little shark teeth and stuff like that as well. So just uh, I always found that the That's... most interesting part of it. What a fantastic answer. Yeah, yeah. brilliant, brilliant. Well, well, thank you so much for coming on, Mr. No yeah, we've really enjoyed having you. As Cheers. always. Insightful. Always a pleasure. Never, <laughs> ever a chore talking to you, Mr. McGrath. Cheers. Thank you so much. Cheers. All right. X equals minus B plus minus the square root of B squared minus 4AC over 2A. So we'd like to end the episode with a very important fact. And that is that the number 43 is a very important number. And the reason for this is that it is the lowest number of chicken, no, the highest number of chicken nuggets that you cannot order at McDonald's. Now, in McDonald's, they sell chicken nuggets in sixes, nines, and twenties. And so, obviously, you can't buy one because the smallest, the smallest box is six. But the highest number you can't buy is 43. Okay, so let me get my head around that a minute. So obviously I'm, I'm no stranger to McDonald's over, over the years. <laughs> and so if I wanted to buy 44, I yeah. could do that with a box of 20 and four boxes of six. Absolutely 20, right, 24. yes. Now, 45 is obviously very straightforward. You buy five boxes of nine, 46, two boxes of 20 and a box of six. 47 would be... 47, 47, 47 would be 20 and 27, would it not? So a box of 20 and three boxes of nine. Okay, I see where you're going. So 48 is easy, isn't it? Eight sixes. And then two 20s and a nine for 49. Okay, so you say 43 is the highest? Yeah, 43 is the highest. Um, But we're open to being challenged to that. So if anyone out there can find a number bigger than 43 that you can't buy in in chicken nuggets at McDonald's, then do email Miss Reeves or Mr Gibbons and let us know. Indeed, or better still, if you can actually convince us of why 43 is the uh, highest number, if you can actually prove it to us, however you would wish to prove that, then you can consider yourselves um, worthy of a chicken challenge commendation. Um, and obviously the, the, uh, the worldwide acclaim that you would get. Um, we would also appreciate videos of people trying to order 43 chicken nuggets <laughs> at McDonald's. Yes. And I'm just going to disclaim that this, is, this piece of, this fact is from number file. So. And also other chicken outlets are available apart from McDonald's. Of course, yes. yes. The probability of A given B is the probability of A intersection B over the probability of B. Thank you so much to our guest, Mr McGrath, and thank you to all of you for listening.
And as we said during the podcast, if you've got any answers or thoughts um, on the chicken nugget challenge, then do feel free to email either myself or Miss Reeves. Equally, if you have any interesting mathematical facts or nuggets, should I say, uh, that you want to share, please do. And also, if you've got any maths queries, email either of us and we will get back to you. See you next time. See you next time. Bye bye. Serviton High Maths Podcast.